Thank you so much, choir. Uh, indeed, speak, Lord. Yes, that is what today's story is about. It's all about what happens when God speaks. These are the first words that God said to Samuel. See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. When God speaks, God is about to do something. When God speaks, everything is about to change. Hearing God speak is something that sounds very foreign to modern ears. We don't know what that is or what it looks like. What does it mean? Like, do we audibly hear God speaking? I will say that the voices that we do hear are the voices of logic and reason. With logic, we've learned how to survive in this world. Logic helps us understand the world, analyze it, and adapt to it. You know, the other day I was speaking to someone who works at the head office of uh, McDonald's. I'm not talking about Jonathan back there. <laughs> but actually his colleague, he, he, Jonathan knows him, right? I, I talked to Jonathan, I like it too. But this other person I was talking to, it was a fascinating uh, conversation. To us, they're simply selling Big Macs, right? But behind the scenes, best and brightest minds, they are analyzing mountains of data, you know, seeing patterns and understanding us so that they can sell more Big Macs. I mean, it was, it's crazy. They know us better than we know ourselves in terms of the foods we like, our habits, and our living patterns. And it was really fascinating to know what goes into this business of selling Big Macs. Logic has done wonders for our lives. It's a really important thing to have, to have a logical, reasoning mind. But logic alone is not everything. Logic can help us survive, but it can't bring fulfillment to our lives. Logic can come up with solutions based on the data and the facts that it has available. But it's dependent on those facts and data. Logic cannot understand mysteries of life that go beyond facts and data. Logic cannot anticipate a future that's different from what already exists. It only works with what exists and can forecast based on that. Logic cannot imagine a future that is independent of the facts and data that exist right now. When God speaks, God speaks of things that logic cannot understand or even come up with. What God is about to do does not depend on what exists right now. God creates something new out of nothing. That is the whole creation story in Genesis. Out of nothing, God created this universe. Most of us know that there's more to life than logic. 
We know that only living by logic does not bring happiness. Sometimes we make fun of our friends who are so logical. You're a robot. You're a machine. I mean, we, we like to poke fun at it, but we know that ultimately that alone will not bring you happiness. No matter how logical your choices and decisions may have been, sometimes we still feel that there's something missing. And we feel that in our hearts. The funny thing is, we feel something missing in our hearts, but instead of listening to our heart to really see what's missing, we turn again to logic to try to figure out how to fill that missing place in our hearts. God does not speak to us through our logic. That's the fallacy of many people trying to figure out this thing of faith. They're trying to use their logic and reasoning. God does not speak to us through our logic. God speaks to the place that can imagine something new and different from what exists now. And that place is our heart. And so God speaks to the heart. The heart is what notices that something is missing in life. Even when logic has covered all the bases, it's the heart that tries to say, maybe not everything is right. But then logic tries to snuff out the heart. It says, oh, the heart is not rational. The heart is silly. It says, trust in me because I have all the answers. But my friends, when you hear a little voice from the heart trying to say something to you, just stop. Stop and listen. God may be trying to say something to you. It's a mystery how and why God chooses to speak to us. And many people believe in some sort of higher being, but not many people believe that this higher being chooses to speak to us in a personal way. But somehow, a long time ago, starting with someone named Abraham, a small group of people began to experience God speaking to them in a real and personal way. The psalmist expresses his wonder in this way. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are humans that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them? This is the God who spoke to Abraham and their people, and this is the God who speaks to us today. There is no criteria for whom God chooses to speak to. That's the good news. There's no criteria. You don't need to already be in a relationship with God for God to speak to you. Samuel did not know God when God spoke to him. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. 
Samuel served in the temple since he was a little boy. He learned a lot about God from Eli, but he did not yet know God. Many of you have been going to church for a long time. Many of you have learned a lot about God, but, but not all of you may have actually met God. And that's okay, because that was the same situation as Samuel. Samuel did not yet know God. But when I look at him, I see something very nice and special. I see a heart that is open and receptive. At least five times in this passage, his response is, here I am. Here I am. That is a very special word in the Bible. It, the Hebrew word is hineni. Here I am. Just this word, it, it means a posture of openness, of trust, of surrender. Samuel had this spirit of openness. He didn't even know who was calling him at first. But still, each time he responded with a, here I am. When Eli told him what to do for the final time, he trusted Eli's direction. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. With that openness in his heart, he heard God speak and he listened. When we hear a voice, a little voice in our heart calling out to us, how many of us actually take the time to stop and listen? God is the one who chooses when to speak. That is clear from this story. God chooses when to speak. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, but God chose this moment to speak. But when God does choose to speak, you'll only hear Him if your heart is attentive and you listen with the spirit of here I am. So when we pray, we pray with a heart of openness. We listen with our hearts to hear for what God is saying to us. Question is, how do you know that you're hearing the voice of God and just not some other voice? How do you distinguish between God's voice and the many voices that have infiltrated into our hearts? When God speaks, God doesn't merely confirm what you already know. Let's be honest, when we are trying to listen, what we really want is for a voice to assure us that what I'm already thinking is actually good and all. We want to confirm what we're already thinking. When God speaks, God does not necessarily do that. It is not just another piece of information. When God speaks, it's not just a nice word that makes you feel good and then you go on your way. No, my friends. When God speaks, when God actually speaks to you, what God says can be utterly surprising shocking, and even disturbing. 
When Samuel heard God's words, he was shocked. I mean, his whole world from his boyhood until now that he had known was about to, there's about to be upheaval there. He was afraid. He was afraid to tell Eli about his fate. I mean, Eli had taken Samuel in as a young boy and taught him everything. Samuel had deep appreciation for Eli. He didn't want bad things to happen to him. So God's words were deeply disturbing to Samuel. When God speaks, it uncovers something hidden in your heart. What God said to Samuel was not something random, out of left field, out of the blue, out of nowhere. What God said disclosed something that had been deep in Samuel's heart. For those of you who know Samuel's story, a bit of Samuel's story, he was born after great difficulty. His mother, Hannah, had been barren for a long time. She was one of two wives, right? And the, the husband loved her more, but it didn't matter because she was so miserable because she couldn't uh, conceive of a baby. She prayed and prayed and prayed, and finally, God granted her this baby, Samuel. She was so thankful that she decided to dedicate him to God. So after she weaned him, she sent him to the temple to be raised in the temple to be dedicated to God. That was Samuel's life, how he came to be. But what he saw growing up in the temple was the complete opposite of dedication to God. Eli's sons were the priests of the temple, and they were so corrupt. They became very rich by taking from the sacrifices that people offered to God. They're scandalous. They, they, they slept with women who worked for, and served for the temple. Eli was powerless to stop his sons. They paid no heed to him, and he gave in to the corruption of his sons. Samuel loved Eli, but he must have been so bothered by the conduct of his sons. There was probably a lot of confusion in this young boy. He was just a boy. He didn't know what to make of it. And so this unease and confusion just became hidden and buried in his heart. When God speaks, God discloses what is hidden and buried in your heart. But unlike... Uh, trauma therapy, he doesn't just bring it to the surface. What God does is bring, uncovers it with new insight. God brings a new revelation to what is in your heart. So God uncovers what has always been there, but now you see it clearly and you understand it in a new way. That is what God does when God speaks to you. It is a new revelation that we cannot conceive of by ourselves. This new revelation can be utterly surprising, unexpected, and disturbing. In Samuel's heart, he was very disturbed. But how could he ever have conceived that the whole lineage of priesthood was about to end with Eli and his family? This is from the time of the Exodus. His family was a lineage of priesthood. It was an unending, uh, I forget the word now, but not hierarchy, like a, a heritage 
of sorts. It's about to come to an end. Samuel couldn't think of that. God spoke and planted a new revelation to him. When we experience this kind of new insight and revelation, your instinct might be to resist what God reveals. Because sometimes the implications of this new insight and revelation are too heavy. That's why Jonah tried to run away when God told him to go to Nineveh. He went on a boat and went the opposite direction. And hey, it's why I avoided answering God's call to ministry for 20 years. I didn't want to do it. Well, I did, but I didn't. When God speaks, it can be shocking, surprising, and disturbing. But when God speaks, God is opening the door to something new, something profound, something unexpected. When God spoke to Samuel, he was preparing him to become the leader of Israel through a great time of change. The era of judges was about to end, and the era of kings was about to begin. And Samuel became the leader who anointed the very first two kings of Israel, including King David, the greatest king that they had ever known. Samuel was the one to usher this transition in. When God speaks and we listen, we know then that we are not alone. So when God speaks and you listen, you are never the same after that. Because you know you are not alone. Samuel knew after this he was not alone. He became a man of great authority after this experience of connecting with God. This is what the author says. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. When God speaks, God is preparing to do something that you have never imagined. Something good. Something to bless you and to bless others. So my friends, when you feel a tugging or a nagging on your heart, don't ignore it. Don't go running immediately to logic and try to figure things out. No. Pay attention to it. Pray about it. Ask God to speak. This may be a sign that God is about to do something new in your life. Listen for God's voice. Seek the counsel of others in the faith community. Samuel was blessed to have Eli who supported him. Even when what Samuel heard foretold Eli's doom. When the angel told Mary the news that she would bear a son who would become the savior of the world, she was deeply disturbed. She was a young girl. She was a virgin. It was shocking news to her. But ultimately, she responded 
with the same faith as Samuel. Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Because of her faith, we have the blessing of her son, Jesus Christ. Because this young girl and the young boy Samuel listened to God, God did amazing things through them. When God speaks to you, God has something wonderful in store for you. When God speaks to you, don't be too scared. Trust God and respond with the openness that they had. Here I am.